be like T-ball pretty soon. Hutchin and a ground ball to third, breaking for the plate, the throw, and they got him. No! He called him safe! He called him safe! Unbelievable! That is remarkable. That is unbelievable! The throw beat him by a mile! Live. Did he get him? Oh, he tapped entertainment capital of the world. It isn't. The runner goes halfway. Somebody thought it was on. His Torres had to scoop it and doesn't get it. And Ty Wigginton, uh-oh, he, he bumped him and he's gone. It's the T.C. Martin Show. And Wigginton is furious. Diagnosis. The 3-2 pitch. Prognosis. Outside ball for Goff strike three. Osmosis. Goff strike three. I didn't think that Marty Foster was going to ring it up. The Doctor, T.C. Martin. No, goodness no, gracious. No, no, no. You've got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. The Doctor is now in. Get your money's worth. Well, hello there. Yeah, the doctor is actually not in, and it it takes two to tango here and get it done in the absence of the doctor post-July 4th. And how appropriate are those play-by-play calls at the uh, outset of the show on the T.C. Martin Show, the galactically famous T.C. Martin Show? I am merely T.J. Reeves, based in West Central Florida. Uh, Jason Powers is with me, my Tampa Bay wingman, my Tampa brother from another mother. Uh, and and apparently, from what we've been told, through technology, we are doing this show in West Central Florida. Brother Powers, first of all, good to have you. How you feeling? Appreciate all good here on Thursday? Me. Yes. Uh, by the way, uh, this is one of those times where uh, in the Tampa Bay area, it may be rivaling the Vegas desert for heat. Yes. It is Dante's Inferno's sixth ring of hell hot uh, right now in Tampa Bay. Not unlike Vegas this time of year. But those play-by-play goals, uh, calls going, no, it can't be, no, no. That was the perfect intro for you and me filling in for TC. Never mind the fact that my man, uh, Justin Chuck, Numchuck, who always holds this show together on the ones and twos, can I get a bell, can I get an amen from Justin Chuck, who always makes sure that we're good, that we're golden, that we're on the air. Um, I don't know, is he able to still hear us? He informs us about five minutes ago, literally, mass power outage in the building. I thought we were going to get the afternoon and evening off Eastern time. I thought we were golden because there would be no show because there's no station because there's no signal. But no, 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 no. Excitement for Wimbanyana to Vegas causes the power outage. (laughs) They're all coming into town, flying into Vegas. You were going to tell me that Wayne Newton's opening a new act at some some strip nightclub. Uh, coming up, that that would be the reason. But Justin Chuck has held it together, has gotten the station back on the air, apparently. I think and so, so there will be a broadcast. Come uh, come what may, there will be a doctor show, a T.C. Martin show, galactically famous T.C. Martin show. So bravo, because, I mean, the hamster was in critical condition on the wheel, trying to he keep still the is. electricity. On- <laughs> he still is. I'm over here like huffing and puffing. Okay, we got computers back on. We've got the technology back on. And as I always say, I I used to hear the late Rush Limbaugh talk about this all the time. As long as I'm here, it doesn't matter where here is. And I've kind of modified that. That as long as the sound is coming out of the speaker, 
out of the device, out of the radio, as long as you can hear us, we are here, then we're good. We're golden. It doesn't matter. So again, TJ and JPO Sports uh, in for a Thursday, and this is going to be a frolicking edition of the program. We've got a lot to get to. Uh, Wimbanyana is due to play his first summer league game for the San Antonio Spurs. And is that going to be like a sold out affair? Where are they playing those games? Um, I honestly don't know the answer to this and probably should have looked it up. I'm slouching as Thomas and Max uh, as a villain host. Thomas where, where, and Max. Thomas and Mac. So are they opening full capacity? I where believe anybody so. that wants to buy a ticket, upper level, lower level can come in. Day one and, has been sold out. And I was going to say, so is every ticket not gone to see Wimbanyana and what all of every, the fuss is about? Every ticket is over, has been sold out. Now, I should say to the audience, because we can all see each other through technology, even though you cannot see us on the galactically famous T.C. Martin show, tcmartinshow.com, wherever you're hearing us, that Justin Chuck is sporting the UNLV Running Rebels yes. hat, uh, who play their home games at Thomas and Mack. Uh, Brother Powers, I don't know if you've ever even been to Vegas or not. Have we talked about that? You've yes. been to Vegas. Have you been yes. inside the Thomas and Mac Center? Now, I've not uh, been to Thomas and Mac, but I actually, me and another colleague of yours, our buddy Drew Felios, we did a women's basketball tournament at the Cox Pavilion, okay. which is right next door cool. to Thomas and Mac. Cool. All right. Outstanding. I did some uh, college basketball, University of South Florida college basketball in the Thomas and Mac Center. From mid 2000s, long about 2005, 2006, Lon Kruger era, uh, Give me an amen from the congregation because now Kevin Kruger is the coach of your fighting UNLV running rebels. But the Thomas and Mac, uh, look, no offense to the running rebs who haven't been as running and hasn't, haven't been as rebs, uh, since Jerry Tarkanian. They haven't had a lot of butts in the seats in the upper levels is my point in a long time. So this is a good thing. Short of boxing, Pro uh, Bull Riders Association, right, or PBR, whatever it is, Professional Bull Riders Association, short of that kind of stuff with the livestock or the concerts, there are a lot of seats in the upper levels of the Thomas and Mac that haven't had an arse in them. Um, and this is a fact. So anyway, Wimbanyana coming in the Summer League, we've got that going on. The doctor is away because the Las Vegas Aces are on the road. We do have confirmation. First time, first segment that we will have breaking news. Breaking news sounder here on the T.C. Martin Show. The doctor confirmed to have landed in the Dallas-Fort Worth area with the Las Vegas Aces. What are they, 15-1, and 16-1, and 27-1? Are they are they 84-1 and one yet in the WNBA? They, they were are, actually pushed last night. They were actually pushed. Oh, yeah. Well, but they played the Dallas Wings, right? It is the Wings. Yep. Yeah, I Wings try to keep track of all of my WNBA nicknames um, for all the different teams. L.A. Sparks, uh, Connecticut Sun. Is the Detroit Shock still in existence? I don't know if the Shock still exists. I don't think the Houston Comets exist anymore. They retired yeah, right. that. The Atlanta uh, Dream. But the Dallas Wings will host the 29-1, 84-1, 77-1 Las Vegas Golden Knights. And the doctor will be here after landing in DFW. He's getting settled. He will be here in an hour on his own show to talk about that and about all other things. So stand by for that. But the Aces, my goodness, Kelsey Plum, Asia Wilson. This is, almost, this is, this is almost this is almost unfair. This, with Candace Parker, this is almost unfair. What's going on right now in the WNBA? 
Yeah, I know. And, and Justin is. And uh, he has sent me. He has sent me, me some food picks already, and he, it's... he has sent me the food picks as well. That he settled. He's eating a barbecue buffet that is fit for a family of six, but it's only TC's meal apparently. Unless unless he's springing for like other employees' food. With what I saw, he's got plenty of barbecue, so he will join us. It confused me. He... I, I saw the beer, or, or well, the, right. I, I saw the bottle, and I was like. You're having a beer? He goes, it's a root beer. And I'm like, well, okay. it's Texas. I got you. It's also Texas. Uh, while we totally digress, that's a very interesting state because you will be walking around in some counties and they literally have guns in their holsters walking around like the Old West. Not unlike Nevada in some regards. I don't know about Clark County, but Texas in some counties, they have that. Then in other counties, uh, they still don't allow alcohol. At least they didn't in recent years. They certainly didn't back 15 years ago, 20 years ago. So uh, if he's having a if he's having an adult beverage, uh, Dallas would be Dallas County if he's in Dallas County for the Wings. Fort Worth, give me some bonus points on the TC Martin Show. Is Tarrant County? I don't know if you knew that, but the powers are numb shot. Uh, and I used to live in Irving, where the Cowboys used to play. Irving, Texas, which is Irving County, by the way. Uh, with all the different uh, counties, original as it may be. Uh, so there you go with the geography lesson on Texas. TC Martin to be with us in a little bit here on his show we will get to the sports conversation again we're kind of in a lull there's no football for another six weeks or so raiders in, in your part of the world vegas buccaneers in our part of the world uh brother powers you will confirm that i am wearing the tampa bay buccaneers nfc south hat yeah uh, here on the show on the video hookup as we do the show here uh, i got a food question for you and justin all right, but wait a minute. You guys so are we big got food guys. Food, food in a moment, but uh, we do have football in the offing. Uh, the NBA has been put to bed with the Denver Nuggets winning a championship. The Las Vegas Golden Knights have they cleaned up from the party, the kegger, the celebration with the Stanley Cup that was what a week and a half ago, si, two weeks ago. Si, senor. Have they cleaned all of the vomit and the empty beer bottles and everything else off the strip from the big party for the Stanley Cup? I need confirmation they have. on this. They, they have, have for sure. All this up. That's a good thing. And they have uh, not so, allowed William Carlson to come back on the strip. But that's still an <laughs> epic, epic, uh, mostly intoxicated speech yes. he was giving with the Stanley Cup after the victory. If you're gonna if you're gonna lose it, go all out and, and lose it on the Stanley Cup. Uh, championship stage uh so anyway we're kind of in the lull we've got some baseball we've got some fun stuff in store again paul stewart my buddy will be here in a little bit uh buck power paul stewart buckpower.com wild wacky we got it we got to get into this we'll talk to paul stewart in a few minutes uh about all things including wimbledon going on cricket going on death match apparently with england and australia as if anybody in the western hemisphere cares about this crap but paul's gonna apparently talk about it uh, but Buccaneer football will be here soon. NFL football will be here soon. College football, et cetera. So we'll get to all of that. Thank you uh, for finding us. By the way, follow Jason at JPO Sports for Jason Powers on sports. JPO Sports. Uh, follow me at Buck Sideline Guy, B-U-C, for the role that I have with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers radio broadcast. And by the way, back for his 35th year, fire them cannons. Gene Deckerhoff back calling the Buck games with our uh, legendary tight end, uh, Dave Moore. Um, who's one of the most successful uh, tight ends in Buccaneer history. That doesn't say a ton beyond Jimmy Giles and Dave Moore and, and in the present day Cameron Brait on the Buccaneer tight end list. But Dave Moore's right there with touchdown catches, big moments, et cetera. He's our radio analyst. 
We'll be back doing Buccaneer preseason football before we know it in August. But right now, it's a lull. Uh, in any event, uh, back to Jason Powers. I didn't mean to leave you hanging. You said food question as we begin the show I know here. This is a very food centric audience. We got TC and his love for different foods. Correct. If I offered each of you $500 per hot dog, how many dogs could you eat in 10 minutes? Uh, uh, first of all, I did have hot dogs, leftover hot dogs for lunch. Five hundred so per dog. Five hundred dollars per dog. No, well, hold on. First of all, I am not a big hot dog guy. I will have it on occasions. So I ate a couple of hot dogs Thursday. We had a couple of leftover hot dogs. That may be the only four hot dogs that I eat for the rest of the month of July. So if you are talking about sitting down in front of a plate of wieners. Uh, beyond the uh, the under the over under is going to be like four and a half on Reeves, and I'm Ten going minutes. under. Ten I'm going. Un- I'm talking about for the month, babe. Uh- <laughs> I'm talking about. I do not ingest that many hot dogs. So you're talking about uh, offering up five hundred dollars a per, dog per dog per dog. For ten uh, minutes, you got a ten minute spurt here. Better be I'm ready to pay up, Jay. Better be now. ready to pay up. I well, I, I mean, in my case. I might be able to stomach six of them at one. I'm not a hot dog guy. Now, if you put well, that's three grand so like in the like in the South, we have the Crystal Hamburger, which yeah. in the Midwest it is White Castle as the square hamburger. I don't know what the equivalent is in the West. Does Jack in the Box no. or In and Out or somebody no. Justin uh, make? The so, square hamburger that is the crystal burger in the South with the big crystal K. It's the White Castle in the Midwest. Here's if the you're thing. In Indiana, Wisconsin. They don't have that in the West, right? They don't have the square little slider that you can buy. You can also buy these frozen, by the way, at the different places at Sam's, at Costco, at Safeway, wherever they, they sell them frozen. There's, they don't have an equivalent, though, Numchuck. There's right? two White Castles in Vegas. All right. So there are White Castles. Yes. If you were to save to me instead of a hot dog wiener, that you would offer me like $250 per White Castle burger or per, per Crystal Crystal burger, I might make it rain, brother, with being able to put down the square hamburgers, is my point, as opposed to the hot dog wieners. I, I digress. Justin Chuck, how many wieners in one setting could you go for at 500 a pop? I could probably easily go 10. I mean, in a, what? Chestnut, in, chestnut 10 and 10, I guarantee you. Chestnut probably made a couple hundred thousand for winning the competition the other day. Yeah. Right. So let's say it's 500 a dog. 500 a dog. Probably f- I, I was told there would be no math on the T.C. Martin show. 500 times your, 60. Is I, always, I always say F math, but. Yeah, well, so that would be 40 hot dogs for 500 bucks a dog in the 10 minutes, right? Yeah, if, I'm, if my math is correct for yeah. 200 grand. But just in general wager, I, I, if I said I would how be many no, did you eat I would minutes? be nowhere close to 10. Now, Numchuck, okay. you said you could have 10. I could probably do 10. 10 All in right. 10 minutes. 10 in 10 minutes. All right. All right. Jason Powers, since you brought this up, are you some bragging hot dog consumption no. personality? <laughs> no, I'm just curious. I, I, I'm always curious what could people you think put they can five eat. five down in 10 minutes? I probably could do five. Yes, I probably could put five down if I was really hungry. Yeah. I could probably do like a like in down minutes. here in the Tampa Mel's hot dogs. Mel's is a very famous Chicago style. Place. Got the got the dogs. Yeah, but uh, now little, let's bring mustard. it back to the White Castle Burger. While we completely digress on the TC Martin show, White Castle or Crystal hamburgers, ten minute setting. This is the entire burger bun with the little onions and the mustard. 
and the little pickle on it. See, the bread kills you, though. The bread kills you. The bread could kill you, but I'm saying, how many With of those squares could you put down in 10 minutes? Numbchuck. I have done my own Crave case. No, but er, how much is in a Crave case? Like 10? To 30. Th- 30 in what in what time frame? It was, it was it was about an hour. So figure hour. 10 minute time frame you could do 10? I could, could easily eat, I do 15? 10 in I do 10 in like I'm like an auctioneer. I'm like a you realize like at the each one of them is like a, a bite for who's me. got a 15, who's got a 15, who's got a 20. I would probably say easily 15 20. 15 or 20. All 15 right. or Other 20. powers. I've crystal? never had a White Castle. I've never, never had, had a White, White Castle burger. But you've had Crystal. You've lived in the South long enough. I have had crystal. Had, it's the same difference. It's the okay. little square hamburgers, the sliders. They slide on down and they go you. out ugly. They go out ugly everywhere after a while. Uh, five? Five I of them in a 10-minute setting? Ten of them? Oh, I probably could do more than five. I could I could do between five and ten probably, I would say. This is, uh, yeah, this is where the show has digressed here at this point. Uh, all right, so anyway, food has been covered. WNBA has been covered. NBA Summer League in Vegas has been going on for how long? Two days? No, no, I don't no. keep up with this. Tomorrow is the first day Tomorrow's in Vegas. The they've, debut, they've been in Sacramento. They've been in Sacramento the last... They've been in Salt Lake City, too. And Salt Sacramento, Lake. right. Okay. The last several days. In, I think they've been in Salt Lake because I know the Memphis Grizzlies went there uh, because I have a connection to know that the Memphis Grizzlies went there. Tomorrow night uh, for is the, Vegas debut. All right, so Wimbanyana coming to Vegas and the Thomas and Mack Center, and it is sold out uh, there with that. We're going we're gonna to talk some baseball as the show goes on. And right now we have a crisis. We do have breaking news. A crisis involving our Tampa Bay Rays at the moment because for the first time all year they've lost four games in a row and back-to-back losses to the godforsaken Phillies. So coming up in a couple of hours here, about an hour and a half actually, the Rays will be back in action attempting – Uh, to snap the four-game losing streak and avoid the sweep at the hands of the Philadelphia Phillies, who have been, uh, they've been very good on the road. The Phillies have now won what? 11, 12, 16, 23 straight road games, something like that. So the first place Rays, the best record in baseball. Now the Braves, I believe, have caught them on winning percentage if they've not caught them on wins. When's the last time the Braves have lost? Like Memorial Day? Oh, no. The Braves haven't lost since, I think, 2011. Uh, but uh, they're rolling. And oh, by the way, on the breaking news, on top of the breaking news, Justin, the Atlanta Braves come to Tropicana Field in St. Petersburg for what is a sold out weekend series against the Tampa Bay Rays, the best in the American League against the best in the National League coming up for Major League Baseball for this weekend. Uh, what do we got? Uh, I, I used to know all the Braves names. We got Ronald Acuna. Oh, yeah. Uh, Austin uh, Riley, Matt Olson, Sean okay, Murphy. These are the guys. Those guys Eddie are Wings. all coming in. Those guys that you're bringing in. Not Dale Murphy, not Bob Horner, <laughs> not uh, Claude L. Washington. Take me back to my 80s and Phil Necro and Steve Ramirez, Rafael Ramirez, all of those guys. Ozzy Virgil. By the way, we will come back to Joe Torre managing the Atlanta Braves, Bobby Cox managing the Atlanta Braves. We will come back to this in the next hour of the program. Uh, God help us if you're still listening five minutes from now, but we hope you're listening an hour from now. Uh, We'll come back to the Atlanta Braves and the now 40-year historic July 4th game they played with the New York Mets that came July 4th, 1985. It's still one of the craziest regular season baseball games, bar none, before then and 40 years after then for all that happened that night. And Numchuck's going to play the classic call of John Sterling We'll get you that call, uh, Justin. Don't don't alert as we produce the show on the fly here Thank on the T.C. Martin Show. Uh, we'll get you that call of John. <laughs> he looked very Str- amused when you said that. <laughs> exactly. Like, where's the call? 
Don't worry. This is usually TC Martin by this point in the show, by 20 minutes of the show, is using the force anyway, like Star Wars. Always. I mean, the Star Wars marathon was on in the house. I watched July that 4th. the other day. I watched yes, some of that. Because, my God, it was on for all 24 hours. They were showing every episode. How could you not? So we just use the force on the TC Martin show. So I'm blending right in here on the program uh coming up but any, anyway we'll play the call of john sterling and the famous home run by little little known light hitting relief pitcher rick camp and one of the most unlikely home runs in in baseball's regular season history so we'll play more vegas there's there's another bit of vegas news you didn't cover related to the nba all right, so what is the latest here? So the update. NBA is next year they're starting the this this in-season tournament where they're going to have some kind of they're going to have an in-season tournament with all the teams playing. The final four of that in-season tournament will be held in Vegas in early December. As the, the NBA four. continues to demonstrate that we have to emulate the NCAA basketball tournament yeah. as much as possible with elimination games and play-in games and winner-take-all games. So this is an NBA Final Four that they're going to be doing, but during the season. It's not a postseason. It's an in-season tournament, yes. It's an in-season tournament that will be in Las Vegas. So we got big things happening in Vegas, always, always. I will be out there, Justin, the local authorities have been alerted that I will be making my way to Clark County and to Las Vegas at the end of this month for the Errol Spence-Terrence Crawford undisputed world welterweight title fight. Uh, which will be coming up at the T-Mobile Arena on Saturday night, July 29th. Can't wait for that one. It's bringing up shades of Sugar Ray Leonard, Thomas Hearns, yes. bringing up shades of Oscar De La Hoya, Tito Trinidad out in Las Vegas. Can't wait for Spence and Crawford. Let's just hope it hangs in and the fight actually happens July 29th before the start of Buccaneer preseason. So I look forward to being out there for the fight. So it, it, whether it's the Raiders, whether it's the Golden Knights Stanley Cup win, whether it's the A's who may or may not be coming there, I guess they are coming there. They're going to build a new stadium. Do they still want the A's at this point? I guess they do. Um, <laughs> whatever happens in Vegas, babe, professional bull riding championships, all the of it, championship boxes, the ace, the ace is dominating all of it out in uh, in Vegas, including UNLV will be playing football uh, once again, or what resembles some attempt at football out of the Mountain West Conference before you know it. Uh, out there. TC keeps telling me off the air that the UNLV football program is the worst football program in Division One, <laughs> And I'm like, babe, there are some other programs that you could point to that are just as bad, that are just as inept. Uh, when you start getting to the to the cesspool at the bottom of like the MAC conference, yes. when you start going down at the bottom of the, I mean, the University of South Florida has been god-awful in Tampa at football. I don't know that UNLV could be that much worse uh, as USF uh, has barely been at a at a high school level uh, for the last couple of seasons and has made yet another coaching change uh, for the Bulls in the green and gold. Mrs. Reeves, a proud alumni of the green and gold. I am a proud alumni of the Memphis Tigers in the blue and gray. So there's always a feud in our house when Memphis and USF play an American Athletic Conference action. But I mean, if you start going to the bottom of some of these conferences, where like a Boston college has been resigning and they've been terrible, but weren't they a little better last year? I guess they were a little better last yeah, year. Yeah, they've had some good teams over there. The but, but, but I'm talking about the worst team in college football currently, the most inept teams like way. Akron. Yeah, that have just been horrible. Um, by the way, Alabama, Alabama team you cover regularly, 
will yeah. be coming to Raymond James Stadium early in September to, to play said and the USF stadium Bulls. will be about forty to forty-five thousand out of the sixty thousand will be Alabama Crimson Tide fans well. that will be coming here to play <laughs> against USF uh, for that matchup in Tampa. Alabama. Uh, look forward to all of that. Alabama. Uh, all right. So uh, plenty here on the program, but stuff always going on in Vegas is my point. So again, Paul Stewart will be here in a few minutes. We'll go across the pond uh, where it approaches, uh, what, 1030 in the evening. So he has already had his vittles, uh, probably a nightcap. Paul's been on the golf course late afternoon. We'll hear about his golf game. We'll hear like Wimbledon cricket and God knows what else as the program digress. What are the best things before we bring him on? is that uh, TC frequently goes to him as a, as a guest on the program. And I love when TC contacts me about hosting his show, and he's like, hey, I- I'm going to go ahead and line up Paul Stewart for your program. And I'm like, okay. I mean, I- I'm the one that introduced you to Paul Stewart in the first place like three years ago. I've been talking to Paul since the 1990s, by the way, 30-plus years. He's probably the biggest Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan, certainly outside of the U.S., he may be one of the biggest Buccaneer fans ever. He's got the historical website on the Buccaneers, buckpower.com. Paul and I have literally had thousands of conversations about everything, online, on the phone, uh, whatever, in person. And I got the doctor giving me the rundown of what I'm supposed to talk to Paul Stewart about as if, as if I need help discussing anything with Paul. When I'm the one that introduced him to TC in the first I'm like, doctor. I got it. I've talked to Paul Stewart before. It'll be good. It'll be good. Rely on it. Uh, British Open coming here in another week British or British so. Open coming. Paul's a big golf guy. Wimbledon going on. And we got movies because Paul has been hating on the Top Gun Maverick movie for like a year and a half. And I got to find out what the new Mission Impossible movie that is like the 18th, the 23rd, or the 40th Mission Impossible movie with Tom Cruise. We're looking to go see this movie. I don't know if he's going to be hating on it. Uh, Justin, uh, uh, Justin Chuck, Numchuck, thumbs up, thumbs down with the dinger on Mission Impossible 8. Is it Mission Impossible 9? Mission Impossible 15? What's the new one? I don't know what the numerical number is, but the new one is. I don't know where it is. No, negative for you? What is this, a tag team match? Powers and me against you and Paul Stewart coming up on the Mission Impossible movies? I just action TJ, you know, I got to tell you this. You're not going to like this one bit. I've not watched one minute of a Mission Impossible movie. This what is this not show has totally digressed. But I did see in the first the, half the, the Indiana Jones movie the other day. All right, save that. Save that for the next segment and for the movie reviews that we're going to have uh, coming up. But how is it possible with the reruns that you have not seen a single minute of the Mission Impossible? Never movies? once. I don't know why. What is, I'm, I just have never, for whatever reason, I've just right. never gotten into it. So movies on the table, Wimbledon on the table, and much more with Paul Stewart, British Open, all of those things coming in the next segment. TJ Reeves, Jason Powers in for The Doctor. The Doctor will be in coming in the next hour, at the top of the next hour from Dallas with the rolling Las Vegas Aces uh, rolling into DFW looking for yet another win. So I look forward to discussing all of this with TC in the next hour. Paul Stewart straight ahead. It is a Thursday off the July 4th holiday. Hopefully everybody got everything that they needed to eat. I I get the feeling that a lot of the workforce is just off the rest of this week. Everybody's out of pocket because nobody knew what to do with July 4th being on Tuesday. The only thing worse is when it's on on a Wednesday Wednesday. in the middle. Because nobody knows, take the days before, take the days after, take the whole week. In the doctor's case, he'll apparently be back in August on the show. He's just off uh, for the rest of the week. 
Uh, he will be back coming up. We will be back uh, shortly, straight ahead. It is the T.C. Martin Show at tcmartinshow.com. T.J. and Jason Powers will go to England with Paul Stewart coming up. From the master debater. The doctor, T.C. Martin. You'll never know what comes out of this guy's mouth. are back in on the galactically famous T.C. Martin show. T.J. Reeves, Jason Powers filling in in the air chair because the doctor is O.L. on location with the Las Vegas Aces. How about them Aces? Or what do you call them? Smoking Aces out in Vegas right now. At What did we establish, Brother Powers? 15 and 1? 16. 16, 16 and 1 off the win last night. They were down big. 13. Um, 13 in the third quarter. We were going to hold TC personally responsible for sabotaging this run that the Aces are on had they not won at home, but now they've won. Now they've gone on the road, and they'll turn right around and play the same team. And the WNBA does this some of the time for scheduling purposes, etc. You're playing this team at home. That's the next team you'll play on the road to keep it straight out of the 12-team league. So the doctor has landed... He has ingested uh, enough barbecue to kill uh, about six different hogs, and he will be joining us in about a half hour here on his own show in the second hour of the T.C. Martin Show. Uh, so uh, nonetheless, we got Numchuck on the ones and twos. We're holding it down July 4th week. Much, much to discuss, cover, and go over. Does he have intro music? Does he have a walk-up song besides what you just played from over in England? All I know is this is my, I think it's near 30-year friends that we have been. This is my guy from over in England, BuckPower.com's Paul Stewart, back aboard on the T.C. Martin Show. Always good to have you to talk all things England, all things pop culture. But Paul is as Americanized, if that's even a word, as any British sports fan can possibly be. Very much big, not only into the NFL with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but even Major League Baseball with the Tampa Bay Rays. Hockey. Paul was here explaining the Tampa Bay Lightning inside and out to me back uh, a season or two ago because he keeps up with the hockey. You may be the only guy in Britain that keeps up with hockey. And I love that about you. Hello, Scoop. Paul Stewart on the T.C. Martin Show, my friend. A very good afternoon, TJ, to everybody around Nevada. A belated 4th of July from an empire happy to let you try and succeed on your own as a country. You seem to be doing okay, albeit outside your last two presidents. Uh, by the way, as I often refer to with July 4th, we couldn't have done it without you. So thank you so yep. much to everybody in Britain. Uh, particularly in that battle strategy where you all lined up in the United States in the summertime in those stinking hot red coats in special formation to make you all easier to shoot as everything went on with the Revolutionary War back in the late teen, late 1770s. Uh, anyway, always good to have you on so many different fronts here. Uh, but what do you make of the fact 
that T.C. Martin is gone. T.C. will be coming up here. And he was trying to coach me on what you and I should be talking about as if somehow I didn't have a clue on what you and I, you and I talk more regularly than I talk to Mrs. Reeves at times. And don't think I don't hear about that in my household, Paul Stewart. I know we do share a lot of common interests, you know, whether it be the Bucks, whether it be baseball, whether it be golf, whether it be pop culture. The only thing we ever disagree on is a certain film that we'll get to later. <laughs> but, but, but right now, over, just to explain, over here in the UK, it's 1030 in the evening. Local That's time. correct. Correct. Right now, everybody Uh-oh. is watching. I got breaking news here in a second, Paul Stewart. Okay, but hold on. You can't. You can't one up. Why? Why? What is going on at ten thirty at night? And there's a couple of somethings going on. But what's going on right now in your part of the world, Paul? That is such a a cliffhanger. So what we have is we'll come on to why July is the big month of British sport. But we have Wimbledon tennis going on, one of the major, four major tennis tournaments. Wimbledon is an incredible event to be at. Now, right now, for the last 10 years, Andy Murray has been the top British player. He's won Wimbledon twice. He won the US Open. He won won the Olympic gold. He is playing right now. They now have a roof and lights on centre court of Wimbledon. So you can play till around about 11 o'clock local time. And they schedule Andy Murray to go on in the evening because they know the TV ratings will be huge. And right now, he's in a third set. He's up. He, he, to be honest, he's at the end of his career. He's up against a number five seed, Stefanos Tsitsipas. He wasn't expected to do very well, and he lost the first set. Right now, everybody in Britain is watching this. I'm the only person who isn't because I'm on this show with you. <laughs> and at the moment, Murray is serving for the third set. They he just won it. the third set. He, he just won, won it. Breaking oh, news. Just won it. They, they will call it off that. There is a curfew, and they'll come back tomorrow. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up. Hold the <laughs> phone, as we like to say in the United States. So we have a roof. We have lights. We have the ability to finish this because so many times at Wimbledon in the 80s and in the 90s, you'd have a great match going and then darkness set in. Darkness. We can no longer see. We have to suspend play at the All England Club. All right. Now we have lights and you're telling me that in about 20 minutes, they're going to stop playing for a curfew. What's wrong with your country and that tournament in 2023? Explain yourself. It's the um, transport facilities that they won't be, but they don't run all night. And it's the facility getting people back from Wimbledon to uh, on local transport. That's why it has to end at 11 o'clock. Because I've had that when I've been to concerts in London. You know, sometimes you're looking at your watch thinking, if they're going to do an encore, I might not be able to watch it because I've got to make sure I get back to the last train. And I've had that happen. So that is why that there is a curfew now. As I say, they, they put lights on around about seven, eight years ago. Um, centre court and number one court. The rest of the court still are outdoors and finish on on whenever it gets dark. But yeah, that, that's why they do that. But as I say, it's a huge thing and it'll bring everyone back tomorrow night on the BBC and there will be millions and millions of people watching because Andy Murray is a British hero. And whereas, you know, we really get behind our national heroes, just as we talked about how we get behind our country in sports, and we'll talk about this England-Australia fuse that's going on in cricket right now, we really get behind our sporting heroes. And Andy Murray is a British sporting hero because there he is, fighting to win Wimbledon again. We've already had Liam Brody knock the number four seed out earlier today. So right now, Britain is tennis mad. At the weekend, we've got the British Grand Prix Formula One. Everyone will be Formula One mad. And then in two weeks' time, we've got the Open, 
not the British Open, Mr. Reeves. <laughs> it will always be the British Open, damn it. It's the British Open. We have the United States Open. You have the yeah, British Open. Yeah, you Americans. When, you, when you've been around for a thousand years like we have, you can call it All I got to say is, who won the war, baby? We can call it what we want. You can come fight for it again if you like, but we're 1-0 and against you guys. So yeah, I, I, I watched the Mel Gibson film, and it was definitely biased in favor of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Only fitting that an Australian was playing an American patriot, by the way, in, in the Hollywood uh, sense and, of and history. Jason, Jason Isaacs was the worst cavalry leader I've ever seen, but we'll digress and we'll move on to that another All time. Right. All right, so let me just set the stage again here. We've got T.J. Reeves and Jason Powers in West Central Florida in the Tampa Bay area. We've got Paul Stewart in England. We've got uh, Justin Chuck holding things down, Numbchuck in Las Vegas. And if we have anybody else listening right now, I'd be... Uh, I'd be greatly encouraged because we're talking about Andy Murray at Wimbledon and we're also talking about cricket and other things. And Brother Powers has been dying for the breaking news. No. Breaking news sounder. What do we got? We got breaking news. Breaking news. They just called the match. The end of the third set. There will be no more tennis tonight at Wimbledon. Two sets to one. Andy Murray. And by the way, on set point. He looked like he almost blew out his groin, but he didn't. <laughs> Seriously, he, he felt he was hurt. He got up and served the next point to close out the only, third set. Only the Brits would have lights on a stadium and would have their hero playing in a match that they now have to stop with lights on the stadium. Yes. Uh, yeah, in the United States, they'll play till three o'clock in the morning, and we're going to talk New about York that City, with baby. that. That's uh, it. That's it. Yeah, the, the the U.S. Open tennis uh, that's coming uh, in September. They'll play till three o'clock in the morning, but we'll talk about the Atlanta Braves. New York Mets July 4th game from nearly 40 years ago that they played at 3 o'clock in the morning, 3.30 in the morning, before Paul shooting Stewart. the fireworks off on July 4th slash July 5th. In that Rumor case. has it, Paul Stewart, you might have saw an 80s band, an 80s rock, an 80s British right, band what, here not too long ago. What exactly is the update? Because all I heard from you for like 48 hours is how excited you were for the Pet Shop Boys <laughs> and the Pet Shop Boys being in concert and I'm thinking, is this is this 2023 or 1983? But I'm a big <laughs> 80s guy with the music as well. And you were not only there, you were like almost up on stage with the guys that made West End Girls famous, the Pet Shop Boys. Yeah, it was, they were one of my great bands. Their first hit came West End Girls with the in uh, December 1985 over here in the UK. And they've always been one of those bands that wants to see. I've seen every other top 80s band over the years. So yeah, this time last week I was singing along to songs like Suburbia, Always On My Mind, The Rent, all of those. They were absolutely fantastic and it was another one ticked off. I didn't get home to three in the morning because it was a long drive back, but who cares? You, you've got to do by, these By things. the way, did they let the concert go on until at least 9pm or did they send everybody home at 9 <laughs> o'clock that night for the Pet Shop Boys? There's no public transport down where this was. You had to drive. <laughs> So, as I said, I always want to do it. As, as my friend Sarah says, I did it because I can, and it's a fantastic All right. So yeah. let's rank this, though, because I'm big with Phil Collins and Genesis, and I used to have the cassette tapes. Powers and Justin Chuck have no idea what cassette tapes are and cassette tape what players. What are you talking cars. about? I actually worked a Phil Collins Genesis concert as a soda oh. boy at Tampa Stadium oh, in the oh. mid-1980s. Well, wait, 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 wait. This is the infamous scoop. This is the infamous Phil Collins American tour that came yep. to Tampa Stadium where Phil Collins actually came out and on the second song is going... Mate, I can't sing anymore, my friend. Cut mate, it I can't out. Can't. Done. I'm after out. Two songs. I'm done after two songs, and he was working selling concessions 
that night. But Genesis, Phil Collins on the cassette. Numchuck, uh, thumbs up, thumbs down that you had a cassette player at any point in your life. Because we had like uh, all the different Genesis uh, albums on cassette, it seemed like. Uh, back in the, including Invisible Touch and some of the other ones. Uh, but Paul Stewart, where does it rank? Because I know uh, we're going to totally digress on the T.C. Martin show here just for a moment. We'll bring it back to sports. But you're a big Boy George fan, Culture Club. You're, I mean, where I mean, where does it come in the ranking? Culture Club, Genesis, Pet Shop Boys in the British band Pantheon. The Cure, The yeah. Cure. What about The Cure? What else? Uh, of, of, the, of the top five concerts I've ever been to, I've been, uh, Phil Collins would be in there. Um, a UB40 concert was actually oh. fantastic. <laughs> UB40. Who I've seen many times, who I've seen. There's, there's a great star band from the early 80s called Bad Manners. And if you ever look, find them on YouTube, they had the fattest lead singer of all time. <laughs> but the Pet Shop Boys was above all of those. Well, what that. about the Thompson Twins? The Thompson I'm Twins never, have to rank something. The Thompson Twins. They, the only the lead singer plays now on on comeback gigs, but I've, I've seen Culture Club, Human League, all of those bands. I, I even saw twelve years ago today. I saw the Flock of Seagulls play. Flock of Seagulls. Do they all still have their hair? By the way, they had the the haircuts. Do they all still have their hair? Forty no, years a, later, the lead singer, uh, did, did singer. They were fantastic. So yeah, so there I am. I'm a real pop culture man. And right now, there's people in that round the fire are going, who? Yeah, so just. Just go. In the you 80s. The Google it, kids. Google it. MTV. Yeah, MTV was a big deal because it was actually playing videos, and now they don't even the do that anymore. The first song played on MTV it was one of my favorite songs. It was Video Killed the Radio Star by yes. the Bible. Uh, yes, uh, back, in the, uh, back in the early 80s. Uh, all right, so Paul Stewart's here while we totally digress on the T.C. Martin Show again. The doctor will be here from Dallas talking WNBA in about 15 minutes. Uh, we're just having a good time here on the program. Numchuck is nodding along. Apparently, the station is still on the air. At least he's not lying to us, telling us that it's on the air when it's just the four of us talking. The, the, there's a legitimate concern for that because there was like a power outage. Numchuck had to revive the hamster to get the hamster to run faster to keep the station on. We got the computers all up. The technology exists. Here we are are babe uh hosting the show all right so cricket is also ongoing which is like the rest of the world's version of baseball uh with, with what you have and and the baseball game so contrary to andy murray's tennis match being over on a certain night at 11 cricket goes on for weeks and sometimes years they play these test matches what is currently going on and why why is everybody so gaga over england and the aussies uh playing right now with cricket enlighten us please so th- so this is a series that dates back to to the 1870s Match very close. The second match last week had some really bad blood. Um, what Australia did was very unsporting. It, it was a bit in a way of if a baseball player gets to second base and stands up thinking there was a timeout and he gets tagged out. So technically Ooh. he's out. Oh, okay. All right. All right. It's along those lines, but a bit more unsporting. And it caused a lot of really bad blood. There were 20,000 people singing songs about Australians cheating. <laughs> and Australia won the match. So they're 2-0 up in the series. And the third match started today. And it was a zoo. They, they were in, they were playing one of the more raucous um, stadiums for cricket. Now I you believe. say, let me interrupt. You say 2 nothing. Is it best of seven, best of best nine, of best of well, 25? Like what is it? 
It's a five-match series. The Australian had two nil up, and game three, the, series, the third match started. So you're today. on the verge of being broomed, are you? You're going to be broomed, no, is what you're saying. You're going to be swept by I the Aussies. So. I don't think so. So it, it, it really has become a big thing. So the last week, British sport has been dominated. The newspapers have been dominated. So like there's no Premier League football going on by this England-Australia rivalry. The two prime ministers have been getting involved throwing barbs at each other over what's been going on. The two teams have been trading insults. You know, the, the commentators, the Australian commentators have been going at it. It's been, cricket's never seen anything like it, that it's been so heated. But and wait a minute, they they play this World Cup like every other year, or when do they play the Cricket World Cup? Every yeah, four they, years, or when do they play four. That's a different format of cricket, what they call one-day cricket, where a lot more countries are involved. This is like a test match cricket is a different format, so it lasts over. So five it has days. more importance than the World Cup of cricket. Yes, England. Yeah, the, the England Australia series for the Ashes is the most important thing in cricket. So if you lose this as a country, if you blow this, is your doorknob of a prime minister? Uh, I'm sorry, of the king. The, the prime minister might be a doorknob too, but the the king, yeah. who's an absolute doorknob uh, in in King Charles, is he going to declare like a month of mourning if you lose this match? And I mean mourning with a U, not mourning as in mourning after darkness, and he may not know if it's day or night. But is he going to declare mourning? Uh, for the rest of the month of July, if you guys blow this to the Aussies, is it going to be that serious, that dramatic for the entire country? All I know is I've got an Australian brother-in-law and I'm going to block him on Facebook and WhatsApp <laughs> for about <three> months. <laughs> oh, the oh, yeah. Aussies. So it's, it's, it's just how funny how cricket is always seen as the great sporting, you know, teams are very sportsmanship and things like this, but it really has escalated in the past week. And it was getting pretty heated on the last day. Well, of the it's typical match. of anything. It's just like when we started losing the basketball in the Olympics yeah. or we started losing the golf, the Ryder Cup. Once you start losing, then it turns nasty. It's no longer friendly competition, and the Brits are now losing. And we know what your fan bases love to do with beer bottles and switchblades and whatever from back in the 70s and the 80s. If you can't win the game, you better start the fight. And if you can't, you know, you're going you're gonna to find a way to win the fight. So it could be dangerous for the Aussie players and their families to get out. Of, where Are they playing this in England? I assume they're playing this in England. Or where yeah, are they playing they're, it? they're playing. So the, the second match was on the grounds in London. This one is up in Leeds, which is the north of England. So they go around to five different stadiums. So you this. could possibly be humiliated on your own continent, on your own country, and be broomed by the Aussies in a road game and swept out. By the Aussies exactly. is what you're telling me is looming right now. But but what happens, TJ, is and this is something I've talked with you and TC about is the Americans you very rarely get behind your country in any sports. Some you know like the Olympic basketball was one, maybe the Ryder Cup. Over here we have our own sports teams, so your Premier League teams. But you all get behind England in the World Cup football. You get behind England in the cricket and in rugby. So we're used to following our own national teams as well as our own club teams. And that's where we really get involved. And that's why we're so used to doing it. So we'll all have our own favourite cricket teams, but we all root for England. We all have Premier League teams like Tottenham, Manchester United, but we all root for England. That's just how we do things on this side of the pond. All right. Yes. And of course, the Women's uh, World Cup, you might have heard of the U.S. Women's National Team because they keep winning the World Cup. We're pretty good in soccer, at least in the women's version of football or soccer. By the way, you're hearing from Paul Stewart. Follow him on social media at Buck Power C, the letter C. BuckPower.com is the V 
Tampa Bay Buccaneers historical website. I love this man uh, for that. He's hanging out on the T.C. Martin Show with me, T.J. Reeves. My Tampa Bay brother uh, from another mother is Jason Powers hanging with us. Uh, we got a few minutes left in this hour. J.P. Uh, o Sports, you got anything else here for Paul Stewart? Before I got a question a few for minutes? Paul Stewart. I got our Tampa Bay Rays baseball question for Paul Stewart. Right. Get it. You know, all the all the hype has been about, are the Rays going to stay in Tampa? Are they going to move stadium and all that? And that the ownership really doesn't want to go for it. If you are Stu Sternberg and company, do you trade the best three prospects in your organization and rent Shohei Otani for two months if you have an opportunity? No, well, he's no, going to. He's wait, wait, wait. wait let me think. let me clarify. He is a free agent for yes. certain at the end of this year. Yes. So yes. yes, so I mean, it's going to be an arms race between the Yankees, the Dodgers, all the big spenders. If they decide to, to trade him, there's if a lot of speculation. They're going to trade. So the question trade. on the table, scoop. Is if Otani is up for bid and the Rays don't have, uh, well, the Rays have prospects, don't they? Exactly. I mean, who are, wait, wait, J- Jason, who are you wanting to ship the other way? Are you alleging that they would? They're not going to ship Wander Franco, the outstanding. No, no, no. no. I'm talking stop. about the bet. You you pick the best two prospects they have in the minor league system because the Rays are notorious Scoop. for being one of the. Sure. When you make the Scoop, trade, what do you give up for Otani if he's on the table from the Angels? Okay, I don't think I don't think. Okay, you don't go near. I don't think Otani is possible because wow. the Angels need to try and make because because the likes of the Dodgers are after him in free agency. The Angels need to try and sell the fact that they're a decent team. So I don't think he will come there. So now, just to say, I watch every Rays game. I watch it the morning after because of the time difference. So I've got a big screen TV here in my office. Tomorrow, I'll be watching the, the third game of the Rays Phillies series, like I always do. Now, the Rays need a starting pitcher. They need a veteran starting pitcher. Now, the two people I could see being traded are Taj Bradley and yes. Jonathan Aranda. Bradley's been up in the major leagues. He's got, you know, high, high end, high end future. Aranda is absolutely raking it at AAA Durham, batting about 360, and he's a young infield prospect. Now, just to say, three years ago, the Rays traded for Nelson Cruz because they needed a veteran hitter. That player, they big gave home up. run hitter, big rent a player, similar Minnesota, similar situation, big home run hitter. In that case, they needed a home yeah. run bat. But this is a true rent a player because the it Rays is. would never sign him long term. No. I don't give up prospects Man. for him because that's how the Rays have stayed competitive I, is with I the younger, it. affordable guys. But you're the number one team in the league right now, and this is a chance. If you're Stu Sternberg, you want to finalize a stadium deal, you go get Otani and win the World Series. The, I don't disagree I, with that, but yeah, go ahead, Scoop, real quick. The player I think they need to go for is Marcus Stroman of the Cubs, because Stroman is a free agent at the end of this year. The Cubs are pretty much dropping out in the in the NL Central, and he's someone you could get for the likes of an Aranda or maybe not a Tad Bradley, maybe someone else from the AAA level. This, he's the player I think they go for. Forget Otani. This is what we have Paul Stewart here for, because whether it's Wimbledon, Cricket, the Pet Shop Boys, or who's the best trading deadline deal in Major League Baseball. And Stroman, by the way, has pitched better on a bad Cubs team as of late. So uh, we shall see. All right, Scoop, plug away. We've only got a moment left before we're done in this hour on the T.C. Martin Show. Plug away for everything, for you, for the country, for the love of country, and the great King Charles. Anything else that you have for us? Well, just to say, yeah, I, I cover everything to do with Buccaneers at BuckPower.com. We counted down the top 100 players in Buccaneer history right now. And just to say, I have only seen one Mission Impossible film, the first <laughs> one. 
and they should have stopped there. And I've just actually got some scores in for you. Mission Impossible 7, Police Academy 6, and yes. 4, Star Trek 3. Those are results of the film jury. sequels <laughs> are way too many. Just stop doing it, please. Oh. It's All right, Powers has never seen a Mission Impossible. Not You've one only minute, seen one of them. Not one minute. I, I, Are I don't you know. Crazy? Paul Stewart, thank you. Follow him at Buck Power C on Twitter. Paul Stewart and the BuckPower.com website. Always good to be on the TC Martin Show. Another hour still to come. The Doctor will be with us in hour number two from Dallas for the Vegas Aces. TJ and Jason Powers in for TC on a Thursday. Lorenzi, eccolo il cross tagliato di testa che da go! Go! Il magnifico! Il magnifico! Il magnifico rettore! Live! Boom! Boom! Shake, shake! The entertainment capital of the world! What a strike! What a goal! What a comeback! What a game! There are no words to describe it! The TC Martin Show. Léger hors jeu, mais cette fois-ci, il n'y en a pas pour Marco Reus. Très fort devant le but. Prescription from the doctor, T.C. Martin. Largo, Pifio. Messi la tiene, Messi, Messi, Messi. Ahí está Iniesta. Gol! 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 Cerebro! Cerebro! Cerebro Iniesta! The doctor is now in. For the doctor, we are in for the doctor here on a Thursday after July the fourth. T.J. Reeves, Jason Powers, we are coming your way from West Central Florida. It used to be Champa Bay, even though I do have an NFC South Buccaneers championship hat on from last year. They did claim back-to-back division titles. Uh, not so much Champa Bay anymore with the Lombardi Trophy and the Stanley Cup. In fact, they have the Stanley Cup. Jason Powers now in Las Vegas for the Vegas Golden Knights. Very nice. Uh, on that, it's hour number two of the T.C. Martin Show. T.J. and Jason Powers, who you can find at JPO Sports and the Powers on Sports podcast, coming your way uh, here for the second hour. I don't know how award-winning the last hour of the galactically famous T.C. Martin Show was, is, but we're going to try to spruce it up a little bit. The doctor is reportedly in here in mere moments on the road with the Vegas Aces the Las Vegas Aces playing against the Dallas Wings. We do have confirmation that I have the correct nickname. It is the correct. Wings. Uh, thank you. The Wings and the Aces just played uh, on Wednesday night. Uh, victory for the uh, Aces, which was victory number 15 already on the season. 16 and 1, TJ. 16, 16 and 1. I keep saying that. 16 and 1. Have we clinched a playoff spot yet in the 12-team WNBA? I would have to think that that's maybe in the offing coming up here later this summer for the defending champs trying to get it done. So much to discuss here on the program. TC with us straight ahead. We're going to talk as the show goes on. Uh, current events. Uh, you, you did have the breaking news that the Wimbledon tennis match suspended by the curfew, by the 11 p.m. curfew 
for Andy Murray's tennis match that he's leading at Wimbledon, the national hero. That's an upset, uh, too. Sipsa passes like the four seed. So that so would be a little bit of an upset there. You're keeping track of uh, of all of this. What, what's going on in the ladies' half of the draw? Notice my tennis terminology here for the first two or three days. Anything of relevance as we the, now make our way to Thursday? Kind of the most notable U.S. name is probably Coco Goff, and she got beat in the first round. So that was a disappointment there. So Lights out, uh, Coco. So much for her being the next uh, prodigy behind right. Serena or Venus and Williams. Venus got beat in the first round, too. Venus has played her 24th Serena, Wimbledon. Serena says, I'm done. Yeah. And do we believe that even for the U.S. Open? We believe not playing anymore. That's it, despite all the majors. And Venus is older than her and still yes. playing, but but Serena's won much more. So Hooked. the tennis is going on. And one, and one thing I was going to say, too, when we had Paul Stewart on in the last hour, we don't care as much anymore about the tennis because other than Serena, none of the Americans seem to do well. Uh, in, in the uh, in the tennis anymore, we don't have the the lineage Man. of American players, especially on the men. Um, so it, it, you know, it's it's not of the same. It's been a long drought. Yeah, long, it has long drought. It has been. Uh, so we shall see here as we go here on the program. Uh, what happens with Wimbledon and anything else? Again, the Tampa Bay Rays in this hour will try to snap their four-game uh, losing streak to the Philadelphia Phillies. Again, Rays and Braves, the American League and National League top two teams. Is it a World Series preview coming at Tropicana Field in St. Petersburg this weekend? We'll see what happens. And you posed the question at the end of the last hour, should the you. Rays be buyers and should they maybe go after Shohei Otani of the Angels on a rent-a-player situation because the Rays are never going to play uh, pay a player 57 cents, much less $57 million. Uh, should they go after Otani on a rent-a-player situation for the stretch run here? We posed that in the last hour, but Rays uh, and Phillies coming up. I would do that. If I'm the Rays, this is your chance. You're, you're the best team in the American League. You can afford the prospects. Go for broke one time. That's been the, the biggest critique of this organization is they've never gone for broke. All right, we'll see if they do that. Do we have him? It is confirmed. All right, he is joining us now from the Dallas-Fort Worth area, the host of the T.C. Martin Show, the galactically famous T.C. Martin Show at tcmartinshow.com. Heard everywhere Monday through Friday, five days a week. The doctor is O.L. on location with the Las Vegas Aces. Does he have walk-up music to his own show? I'm not sure that he does uh, here on the program, but the doctor is now in. Uh, having gotten to Dallas-Fort Worth, having gotten some food, and he's ready to go here as the second hour is underway. How are you, my friend? Uh, brew houses, barbecue, burgers, steaks, seafood, southern sports bars. Hmm. Yeah. TJ Reeves, what's going on? Uh, I wasn't quite sure if you were in a food coma or not with all the things you were listing off that you've been trying to well, eat. Well, I've got this, I got this uh, beautiful uh, eight and a half by 11 piece of paper, uh, two sided with about uh, 38 different restaurants on <laughs> uh, recommendations from many uh, local restaurants uh, within my area here. As I'm looking at one of your favorite spots, TJ Reeves, I'm looking at Jerry's world. I am oh. looking out my window at Jerry's World, AT&T Stadium, and uh, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm perusing what I'm going to have for dinner right now. That is fantastic. Well, I, well, I listen to you, not Jason, while well, I listen to you botch the show completely, you don't even know who's playing who, you don't even know the records of anybody, <laughs> you don't even know Coco Goff is still alive, I mean, can you even say Sissy Boss? 
Frank Harnish, uh, my man, ballpark Frank, rest listen, in peace. He loves Sissy Boss. Li- but listen, listen to me clearly and carefully. Most of America doesn't care about Wimbledon anymore, so we're not hurting anything on the show by <laughs> not got that right. Or the Tampa Bay Rays. Or the Rays. Or the Buccaneers. Or the Lightning. Yeah. Well, we we should Jason, we should going, repeat brother? here. We should repeat <laughs> here on the program that congratulations to the Las Vegas Knights who have joined the Tampa Bay Lightning in winning the Stanley Cup. <laughs> oh my God! Wait, 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 TC, hold on, hold on for a second, TC. Jeez. The Las Vegas Knights. Oh my yes. God! The Las Vegas Golden Knights or the Vegas there Golden. you go. No, correct. No, the Vegas. There's no loss. Viva Las Vegas. It's the Vegas Golden Knights. The, the v- Vegas Golden Knights. G- so we would like to congratulate the Vegas Golden Knights for joining the Tampa Bay Lightning in this Who decade picked this guy to fill in? Who, I, believe who, I think that would be you, T. Also, also uh, the Buccaneers with a Super Bowl in this decade as well. The Rays with a World Series appearance. I mean, so there is relevance. The Rays currently have the best record in baseball, about to play the team with the second best record in baseball. But nobody in Las Vegas cares about that until it's October. Well, maybe. Maybe that is the case. Uh, Nonetheless, besides your eating, describe to us, set the scene further, that you are apparently staying in Arlington uh, near AT&T Stadium. A quick bit of advice, because I've lived on two separate occasions in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, perhaps... You would be advised to do whatever you're going to do prior to darkness falling in that section of Dallas-Fort Worth, <laughs> not far from AT&T Stadium. Just a little friendly advice for the doctor. But set the scene for us here. You're there with the, uh, do we call them the Las Vegas Aces, or, or are you going to get a morally outraged if I, if I don't that, call them the correct Is that a question mark? Name? I mean, why don't you just refer to them as the defending world champs? Why don't you do that? <laughs> You know, the defending yes, world champion Las Vegas Aces. There with the you doctor go. at the helm. So set the, the scene for us. You are one. there. You are there. Sixteen and one Las Vegas Aces. Yes, you are there. Go ahead. Set the scene. Uh, yeah, uh, Arlington. This is my first trip to Arlington, and uh, yes, I am uh, walking distance. I can I can see uh, Jerry's World right across the street. I'm kind of curious to see what this uh, Texas Live is all about. Do you know what Texas Live is? Uh, I believe, right I believe that's the music, like amphitheater, a uh, music district. No, it's the whole like entertainment that. district. Yeah, right, so they right. got restaurants, they've got bars, they've got all that sort of thing. So I think I'm going to dive into that tonight. And as I'm perusing my, uh, like I said, local restaurant uh, guide here, that, that's when I'm, you know, I thought you might be able to be of some help. Now, uh, Numchuck will appreciate this. I mean, so will you, TJ, and Jason as well, too, because, uh, you know, I've got uh, some peeps here in the area. And, and I, I got chastised about an hour ago after I posted my uh, barbecue venture for lunch from the one and only Houston Nut. He said, you didn't tell me you were coming? <laughs> so I got chastised because our listeners know that I'm always talking to Houston about barbecue because he's got this spot in McKinney, Texas yeah. that uh, we, have, we have given so many free plugs to over the years. And uh, so I said, hey, don't worry. I'm here. He goes, well, you didn't let me know you're coming. I'm on my way to Fayetteville. So, so he I, said I blew it, that uh, one. He said, I got everyone to me. Well, but, you know, this yeah. is not unusual for your life because most people, when they find out you're coming, make other social plans and get as far away from you as possible. So that should be <laughs> right now typical for you. Uh, further, further set the scene because this titanic showdown with the first place defending world champion Las Vegas Aces and the Dallas Wings takes place in what facility? Because it's not in Jerry's world. Or where is it? Where are they playing this game coming up? 
not College Park, Maryland, but the uh, College Park Center here in Arlington on the campus, I believe, of uh, uh, UTA. Is that a thing, UTA? Yeah, let me help you out a little bit because because you apparently are going to have to find the arena. It is on the campus of the University of Texas at Arlington, or UTA, the Mavericks, doctor, if you need them, for their nickname. So that's where the Dallas Wings play their home games, eh, is in the UTA arena. They do. They do. Yeah, that's. uh, I've never been to this facility. I'll be heading over there tomorrow morning and uh, checking it all out. And uh, no, from what I understand, it's it's a nice arena. Uh, I don't believe it's the, the capacity that we have the Michelob Ultra Arena, by the way, TJ Reeves last night, and those uh, Aces fans who were there last night, another sellout, 10,177 last night in attendance as uh, the Aces defeated the Wings in this quirky little back-to-back, you know, home-and-home thing that we got going here. So uh, may have some fatigued players and, and fatigue announcers tomorrow night. TC, give the audience and the Vegas audience a little indicator. Last night, the Aces were actually pushed down 13 in the third quarter. They've been cruising all year. Give us a little synopsis of what, how did the Aces get back in the game? And just they were pushed to the limit there by the, by, by Dallas. Dallas. Howard's coming yeah, with WNBA analysis. I love that. Man. That's my man. There you go. Give that man the microphone. More of the TJ Reeves. That's what we got to do. My man, Jason Powers, is what time it is. Yeah, uh, so the Aces were down 14 in the first half. Then they uh, found themselves down 9 at at halftime. Uh, We're down 10 again in the third quarter. Then they went up 10. It was uh, an amazing turnaround, and and how they did that was a little attention to detail with defense. Uh, Becky Hammond had some very uh, choice words uh, at halftime, and – as Asia Wilson told me in the postgame show afterwards last night, I said, okay, you know, take us back to the locker room. She goes, a lot of cussing. <laughs> and uh, so message, message got across, which uh, Becky Hammond is known to do. Uh, Becky even got a technical last night. Uh, she got her team all fired up. But, um, yeah, the aces were a little bit sluggish because Kelsey Plum was out last night. Um, she's out with flu-like symptoms. No no COVID, none of that, but, uh, but flu and so they, uh, Becky asked her to leave the facility the day before and because uh, she was contagious. So uh, that kind of changed things around. Alicia Clark got the start instead, and therefore the Aces' rotation was off. You know, Their bench was is not very deep, really, as it is right now anyway, without Raquana Williams and now Kelsey Plum. And with Clark in the starting lineup, things were not flowing right. And in the second half, uh, they got going. Uh, Asia Wilson got going. She ended up with, uh, with 22 and uh, 13 rebounds. Uh, Jackie Young, phenomenal night. Uh, again, she had, uh, she had 28. Uh, Chelsea Gray scored 12 of her 20 in the fourth quarter. And uh, they, they just got things uh, really flowing really in the fourth period and, uh, and ran away from the wings for a seven-point victory. And now they will turn around and play the wings again in the scheduling quirk here as the doctor makes an appearance on his own show, the TC Martin show with TJ and Jason Powers filling in aces and wings coming up from Arlington, Texas. Uh, by the way, we do not have confirmation that Becky Hammond has told the national media the team would be undefeated if not for the radio announcer botching the one loss. Uh, for the uh, Numchuck, no confirmation on that that Becky Hammond blames TC for the only loss on the season. I, I, I have said this, but it's almost... Uh, it's almost coming to fruition. This is almost unfair. When Plum is healthy, 
uh, with Asia Wilson, with Candace Parker. You guys are rolling out like an all-star team every night. This has got to be a lot of fun to broadcast these games with all those talented uh, players and the, and the weapons right now, Doctor. Yeah, it really is. I mean, you know, there is a, a uh, I don't want to say an argument out there, but it's been posed out there locally and nationally that this could be the greatest team ever assembled in the WNBA. And when you think about the greatest team ever, you think about the Houston Comets. And they won the first four WNBA titles. And you had to go way back for that. Oh, yeah. But but honestly, yeah, this team is phenomenal. Um, you know, there's under over on, on exactly, you know, how many games that will actually lose. Uh, I think that number is, is four and a half. And they they could. They could go under that four and a half what number. Is they really, us, they really, what is the regular really season good. total of games? How many games? Well, the regular season, I can't remember what that was at the beginning of the season. I think, I think the number no, was. No, no, no. I mean, how many like games total now? do you yeah. play in the regular season? Do you play 40, 40 games? 40. What do you play? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 40 the under over, 40 the over under is four and a half right now. Like you're yeah, going to be 36 it, and four or maybe 37 yeah. and three. How ridiculous is that? If they can get well, there? Hey, that's the point. Well, let's put it, let's put it in context, guys. I mean, how ridiculous was the Golden State Warriors and the Chicago Bulls when we were talking about the 72 and 10, right? I mean, it's a, it's the same conversation. It's the same thing. This is the same type of team. And when you have all those weapons, like you mentioned, but, you know, what I like to point out to people is, and we talk about it with the players, when they come on the show or you listen to the games, and Becky says the same thing, the chemistry on this team is just incredible. I mean, they are so loose. They feel so good. And like Jason said, yeah, they found themselves down 14 points last night and then 10 points in the second half. And they didn't blink. They just said, okay, we got to lock in. We got to lock in, get focused. So we, we've got one person down that we, that is averaging 18 points uh, per contest. We don't have her, but someone else is going to have to step up. And that's what they do. The, it's just a great collection, not only of physical talent, but mentally they are ready. You look what Asia Wilson has done since she's got in this league. Uh, just been phenomenal, and she is really the face of the WNBA right now. Uh, you know, with you know, with Sue Bird gone, Diane Taurasi probably her last year, Brittany Griner not the same. Uh, and again, this team just keeps winning, winning, and winning. And in Asia, not only talented, but just you know, the marketing face as well. Her and Candace Parker, and then you've got you know players like Jackie Young and Chelsea Gray that just continue to to amaze. It's a great product to watch. Uh, they're great women to be around. Uh, they're fun. They're entertaining. And that's why you see ESPN and ABC just locking on every national game that they can with the Aces. Love it from the doctor here, uh, hanging out on his own show, checking in from Dallas-Fort Worth. Enlighten me here because I don't have the schedule immediately right in front of me. But are you playing a couple of games on the road? And would Kelsey Plum, if she feels better, be able to come and join them later if you're on the road? Or is this just a quick one-off and then you're back home? No, so we got Dallas uh, tomorrow night, and then uh, Minnesota. We go up to Vikings territory, uh, right. you know, on Sunday. Uh, come back. How about this schedule? Come back home for a Tuesday game against Diana Taurasi, Brittany Griner, and the Phoenix Mercury, and then the very next day, uh, next night, we go to L.A. take on the Sparks, and then we come back to Vegas for the WNBA All Star Game, as uh, we are the host of that again. So very busy week. TJ Reeves, how many days can you fill in? 
<laughs> I know you, you, you keep trying to book me for the show and then you want to smack me around when I'm sitting here in the air chair trying to keep the doctor's seat warm while your world tour, your North American tour continues. Have you ever been to the state of, you know, you've been to the state of Minnesota because you were in Green Bay. Uh, yes, covering, covering Buck and uh, I've been Packers the final and, uh, and Vikings in, back in, the, in the old dome, as you know. Yeah. I've been the final fours there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the final fours in the uh, in the dome, uh, including mm-hmm. uh, the 2019 final four won by Virginia back when. By the way, Doctor, I should make mention, and I'm showing this to Jason Powers uh, here on the program and to Numchuck on the video hookup, uh, which, by the way, in the 20th century technology, there is a video hookup for the show. But, of course, the doctor can't figure that out. And we have to call him on the cell phone like this is 1989 Sports Radio. Listen, listen, but- listen, listen. Tomorrow, tomorrow, it's going to sound like I'm in studio because I'll be doing the show from the arena tomorrow. So, okay, in other words, so- what you're saying is somebody on the yeah. engineering front has figured it out for you to broadcast on the show tomorrow, what? which is a good thing. But uh, I do have you know, the final I'm- four. No, no, no. Uh, listen, I just got done with. Listen, did you see what I what I had for lunch? I mean, uh, come on, TJ. I mean, I just You're put down the, the rib. Coma. I in understand. The we pork. established that. Okay, so I had to go phone. Yeah, you had to go what? phone on this. Uh, I do for have the sweet. Final Four shirt on from NRG Stadium, Houston, San Diego State, yeah. UConn, Miami, Florida Atlantic, and the doctor. We were there for that epic yeah. final uh, seconds uh, of San Diego State and Florida Atlantic. And the kid, uh, what, Lamont Butler hit the game-winning shot. Epic buzzer beater, going to win or lose on this shot. Much like the doctor. Ice water in the veins, down one <laughs> with seconds left to make it in an epic moment in a Final Four. And that was in the Lone Star State. Now you're in the Lone Star State. The Texas authorities have been notified. The doctor is there with the Aces and the Dallas Wings. All right, so we put a couple of things out there from a – pop culture standpoint oh i know i know what else i wanted to bring up but from a pop culture standpoint the the movies that are currently out the mission impossible series will have what did we establish this is the eighth one seven this is they've had seven this is the eighth one though that's upcoming or is this the seventh one that's upcoming you've been one off on everything on everything so (laughs) this is the seventh one upcoming for mission impossible and Powers breaks out, TC, if you if you did not hear this, that not only have you not seen them all, what did you say in the last hour? I have to be honest, I've not seen one minute of one of the movies. Are you of, crazy? One of the, how is that possible with Cable well, I, listen, let, me ju- let me jump in here. High five to JP over there because I'm with yes. him. I haven't seen I haven't seen one scene. Forget what is the it. matter with you two clowns that you not haven't watched at least a little? Wait, wait a minute. I might have, wait. You know what? I take that back. I think I did see Mission Impossible one. Yeah. It's just the, it's none of the, the Star Wars and the Indiana Jones I have not seen. I had this debate with some of our Aces crew the other day about the Indiana Jones. I said, "Listen, yeah. Harrison Ford. You know, he never Thumbs did it down. for me since he was the bad guy in American Graffiti." But he never did it for me, even though I did like him. In the Har- Harrison Ford, by the way, tremendous as Indiana Jones. I have not seen the new one. They kind of went off the deep end on the latest one. Now, Powers has seen the new one, but without spoiler alerts, Powers, you are giving this on like the uh, the five-star scale. What are you giving this? A point? About a zero two. Seven? About a two out of five. Two out of five for the Indiana Jones latest yeah. one, the goodbye one, because Harrison Ford is about to be 80 years old, yeah, by the terrible. way. And how much longer can he play Indiana Jones? Him as the fugitive is the best. The fugitive, I would Dr. Agree with Richard Kimball. Yeah. Besides, no besides Han Solo, Dr. Richard Kimball may rank in front of Indiana Jones. Doctor, do you agree with that? 
on the Harrison Ford scale, or you just wrote him off completely after American Graffiti? No, no, no. I did, and I did say that. I said I, I like him in the future. If I was down with him in the future, if I really can't think of anything else that I was crazy, I'll tell you what I did like him in. What was the one? Uh, I believe it, Presumed Innocence. Did you guys see oh, that? Oh, phenomenal. One? Phenomenal Nailed. twist ending hammer. at the end the, of that. Right? The, the hammer, he's cleaning the hammer, and there's the hair <laughs> down in the basement. <laughs> no, don't, and the blood look, is on there, TJ Reeves. Phenomenal twist ending at Presumed Innocent, where he's playing yeah. the lawyer. He has the mistress. The mistress shows yeah. up dead. Who killed the mistress? <laughs> Presumed Innocent, 1990 or 91, yeah. something like that. Uh, phenomenal yeah. Harrison Ford. Hey, I would agree with you on that. Since we're totally off the rails here, and, and nobody really cares. Well, why but is this day about, any different than a typical TC Martin Show you. day when it goes thank off you. the rails? But if you are going, if, if you are going to, if we are, this is this is gold, Jerry. We talk about gold. Um, if we're going to talk about <laughs> classic endings, can I get a witness here? Let's let's go around the round table here for best endings of a movie. We talked about presumed innocence. I'm going to throw this one at you. Can I get a witness with? The Usual Suspects. The Usual the Suspects is phenomenal. Powers, are you familiar with that in- ending? If I say Kaiser Sose to you, you have any I, idea what we're talking about? I know. I've heard of the movie. I've not seen it. I can't, I can't uh, claim so, that I've so seen it. So Kevin that. Spacey turns out to be Kaiser Sose, Doctor. And that was a phenomenal twist at the end. Numbchuck, yeah. thumbs up, thumbs down on the ending of The Usual Suspects with the ding. Ding oh, on The yeah. Usual Suspects. Powers. We like that. Several Powers. things. What's wrong, no, he's, he's, What's wrong with you, Powers? Now you're turning against I'm Powers, bad. not I'm because bad. of the Mission Impossible series, but the usual suspect. Yes. Doctor. I'm bad. Doctor, I'm not a great movie guy. I see it, it your just, presumed just innocent ending. I see your usual suspects ending. And Powers, yep. I'm about to speak your language. I will go late 1980s. Kevin Costner, Gene Hackman, Sean Young, No Way Out. Yes. Switch That's ending a good supplies one. ending on the spy movie. And who is... What's the what's the spy's name that they're Gene looking, Hackman's in the it. The Russian the Russian yes. spy Yuri, they're doing, Yuri. Yeah. They're looking Yuri, for Yuri, Yuri in the whole Yuri movie. Nice. Doctor, are you down with the switch ending in No Way Out from the eighties? Love it. Love it. Right up there. There you go. Um, yeah. Because Those the ending, because we're spoiler it. alerting here, is that Kevin Costner yes. is the Russian spy and he yes, starts he speaking Russian at the end. Kevin Kevin's that, having that, some that lawyer problems great. these days. Divor- divorce <laughs> yeah. lawyer problems these days. <laughs> No, that I don't know is if they're ever going to finish Yellowstone with him or without him coming up. All right, Doctor, yeah. we have totally uh, annihilated <laughs> the first half hour here. Is there anything else to get it back on track with you in Dallas before the Aces and the Wings? I got a question. No, I was going no, to revert back to what you said just so I can one-up you one more time. That's all. When you were talking about that you're wearing the Final Four shirt, uh, and you mentioned San Diego State and everything, right? Okay? Yes, so I'm gonna correct. One up you on correct. I don't, I don't, so my last trip to Connecticut – Okay, where the Aces uh, did their last loss, but they did win also. I went back to UConn and I got the full blooded tour, TJ Reeves. They loaded me up with Husky gear. Uh, I didn't get any Husky gear when we were in Houston, but I got loaded up with the warm up jacket, the red, white, and blue. I've got the, uh, the Husky t shirt. And uh, what else did I get? Uh, and then, you got a hat? Uh, no hat yeah. for the dome? I, I, I did not get the hat, but I got two shirts and the warm-up jersey. Uh, it, all COMP, thank you very much. All right, so you're you're golden on Husky gear, and of course they won the national title in yeah. Texas when we were there, and Gino Oriyama is hoping to have his team 
uh, back in the uh, in the winner's circle as well. All right, plug away once more here. Aces and Wings, what time is that local time and Pacific time? Let's keep our time zone well, straight. I'm glad you brought that up, my friend. It's 5 p.m. tomorrow Pacific time, pregame 4.30, but we do have a programming note, okay? We will not be on ESPN 1100 tomorrow. you got to go down the dial. Yes, very important because I have this happen all the time. Sometimes... They switch us off from our, our regular uh, channel there in Las Vegas, and people say, hey, I thought I could hear you. Well, you got to go to the uh, LV Sports Network family of stations. You go to the home of the Golden Knights tomorrow. Uh, that would be 98.9 FM, KRLV, and uh, 1340 AM for that 4.30 pregame show. Yours truly, Becky Hammond joins me. Kirsten Bell, the rookie out of, I should say, the second-year player, uh, TJ, you'll appreciate this, out of Florida Gulf Coast, who's getting increased ah, minutes. FGCU, so, uh, baby, yes. There you FGCU go. FGCU yeah, so, in Fort so Myers, again, about I two like, hours south of Powers. And now, North. I don't know about you when you do the Buccaneer stuff, but what I do in the pregame show uh, before the broadcast, and again, tip-off, of course, at, at 5 o'clock tomorrow, I love to do the one-on-one player spotlights where – you know, I do every member of the team. I kind of go in a rotation. So we've had Asia, we've had Kelsey Plum, we've had Chelsea Gray, Jackie Young, Candace Parker, all that. So I like to, to dive in so people get to know the other players as well, too, you know. And then Kirsten Bell's got a great story. And uh, she got, she went to Ohio State. She was like all everything in Ohio. It transferred to your neck of the woods, TJ. FGSU, one of the, the, the prettiest campuses I understand, right? Florida Gulf Coast. Andy uh, Florida Gulf Coast. City. City. Dunk Let, City. Dunk City. Let's work on it again for your broadcast tomorrow night. It's yeah. FGCU. F-G-C-U. Say it with me. F-G-C-U. Because you've said about Florida three different Gulf things. Coast. Here, yes. That's true. Yeah. So that, that yeah. is uh, about uh, two hours south of the Tampa Bay area in Fort Myers. A uh, beautiful part of uh, of Florida that got actually devastated by Hurricane Ian uh, last year. So they're trying mm. to make a comeback. Uh, and again, they can find this through the Vegas Aces social channels and the Vegas Aces website. They can also stream the game that way, hear it that way through the WNBA right in the broadcast, correct? Yep, you got it. And don't forget TJ Reeves' all-star game a week from Saturday. Uh, we'll have the, uh, the national uh, broadcast on that as well, too. Of course, it'll be televised on television with, uh, with ABC, but yours truly will be on uh, the uh, local and national broadcast for that. So that'll be fun. Awesome. Looking forward awesome to that. On. And so by get, the way, I the made train. mention of this earlier. I'm headed out there. The Clark County authorities have been notified. I'm headed back oh, out geez. there for this Errol Spence, Terrence Crawford World Welterweight title fight at the end of the month. And the Aces are in town. So I'm looking for the hookup from the doctor here to be able to catch an Aces game while we're there for that week because the Aces do happen to be in town. And that's going to be uh, later in this month, late, later in the season, obviously, when it's maybe playoff clinching. Could I maybe be there for a playoff clinching uh, night, clinching a playoff spot late in the month here? Well, the prerequisite for that is you must learn to actually say the team, the right name of the team in the right order. You do that, and maybe we can get he you the Las door. Vegas Aces. <laughs> there you go. And when, just one the more time before we go. World champions. Defending Jason world champion Las Vegas. Remind one more time. Record. 16 and one. The 16, 16 and one. And one. Very good. Thank you, Thank Powers. You. The, by the way, the <laughs> player on the pregame show being featured went to what initials college? Let's work on it one more time. F. F. G. C. U. There we go. For you. You.
Florida Gulf Coast University. Very good on that. Anything <laughs> else, Doctor, in closing, including twist-ending movies, <laughs> uh, 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 pop culture, uh, et cetera, uh, anything else that we need, food you're going to consume in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, Powers, you got anything else for the doctor? Anything First else? I got, yeah, you I, I got to give the doctor a shout-out. Yeah, I want to give the doctor a shout. I know he was in a little fender bender a couple weeks ago. Glad you're feeling better. Stay out of the way. Yes. Glad you're feeling better. Yes, we are I'll, glad I'll, that you're I'll, feeling better I'll, and still alive. Uh, by the way, I'll the say this guy, there was a little more me. than a, a little more than a fender bender, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, the do- I did escape, the doctor. Man. I believe got an ambulance ride out of it, which is never good. But you're good. Uh, you're better. So that's Actually, good. By no, the way, the Jazz were trying to. I did not get an ambulance ride. I oh, I thought you did get an ambulance ride. It makes the no. story better if you lie about that. Just lie I, about I that. Morgan no, no. and Morgan. Morgan yes. and yeah. Morgan. <laughs> Kaiser Sose! Kaiser Sose. By the way, the twins did try to kill me on the Tron new coaster, the Tron cycle coaster, which I may have been in better shape with you in the crashed automobile than being on that thing on wow. uh, Wednesday night, brother, that we rode the Tron cycle coaster. It's 80 miles an hour going around uh, at Disney World. So uh, I'll send you a photo of that. We survived that, and I'm glad you survived. I'm glad you're in DFW, ready to call the defending champion Las Vegas <laughs> Aces and the Dallas Wings. 4.30 Pacific pregame, 5 local pregame coming on uh, uh, coming on Friday Tomorrow. night. We look forward to that. Tomorrow. There you go. Good. I appreciate it, my friend. Uh, you guys, I appreciate you stepping in today. Uh, keep it locked in tomorrow. Remember, Westgate tomorrow, our Friday home, the Superbook. Marco D'Angelo in the house uh, tomorrow. And uh, I'll be joining there with a, a preview live from the arena tomorrow. That'll be fun. And then we're off to, to Mini Haha and then uh, and then back to Vegas. So And, and but, I've uh, always said this about Minnesota. The time to go is in June, July, and August when there's not three feet of snow. So well done on the travel plan. Thousand lakes, the, right? There you go. Yes, yes indeed. Yeah. Uh Doctor, thank you. Good luck with the call. Good luck on the Aces being seventeen and one tomorrow night when it's all said and done. We appreciate it as always. All right, guys. Be cool. Be good. Thank you again. Take care. There is the doctor. Barbecue to be consumed, uh, along brisket, with some chimichangas, some Texas brisket, brisket, chimichangas, and some few a few other Mexican delicacies to go check out in DFW for the game with the Dallas Wings tomorrow night. Uh, we will come back and talk about one of the wackiest, wildest regular season Major League Baseball games ever that happened nearly forty years ago on July fourth. We've got a phenomenal home run call involved with it. There's a tease that and much more as we wind it down on the TC Martin Show for a Thursday. This is Showtime Sean Porter. You know I'm tuning in to the T.C. Martin Show. Back one more time with feeling on the doctor's show. The T.C. Martin Show, T.J. Reeves, Jason Powers. We're both based in the Tampa Bay area. I'm Chuck on the ones and twos. He's done normal, fantastic work. The doctor checking in in the last... Uh, segment of the show, Aces and the Dallas Wings. That's where he will be. And then on the weekend after the Friday night game, Aces and the Minnesota Lynx. Correct? Yes. The Lynx, uh, in the WNBA. By the way, uh, the doctor taking swings at me. I I have forgotten more (laughs) about women's basketball. I was the former Memphis State women's basketball play by play announcer before the doctor even knew what women's basketball was back in the early 90s. He's talking Houston Comets and Cheryl Swoops. I worked a Cheryl Swoops college game, Memphis State and Texas Tech in a, in a four team tournament in Stillwater. 
Oklahoma, Oklahoma State's tournament, and Cheryl Swoop scored about 50 points, literally, like 48 or 50 points on Memphis State. And I'm looking going, why isn't there a women's pro league? She should be in it. Uh, the way that she was playing that game. I go I go back 30 years on the women's game. You're that speaking of Minnesota, you're going to be in Minneapolis week one with the Buccaneers. That is correct. TC will scout it out and hopefully not burn the place down, and then it's Bucks and Vikings in week one. Uh, Numbchuck, you had something for us here? You're that old that you saw Swoops college I game? saw Swoops in college at Texas that's, Tech. That's kind of sad. Uh, and she was a star. There was no question she, she was. was a star in the Lone Star State. Uh, right about there. So in any event, uh, we come down the home stretch for the final few minutes of this award-winning edition with TJ and Jason Powers filling in. If the show didn't go completely off the rails with Paul Stewart talking Wimbledon, Cricket, and the Pet Shop Boys, uh, it certainly did with the doctor going over his food list and the fact that he's got numerous big-time dignitaries that are now ticked at him because he didn't notify him that he's going to be in DFW, but that's his own problem. I wonder if, you know, did you see the story about Jerry Jones negotiating a Netflix deal? I wonder he's, if TC's got a 9 a.m. meeting with Jerry Jones tomorrow to be a, be a part of the series. He's in the shadow of AT&T Stadium, yes. the palace that the Cowboys play in. Uh, so maybe. And by and by the way, it's forever linked. The Dallas Cowboys can always say, provided he doesn't come back anymore, that um, the Dallas Cowboys handed Tom Brady a loss in his final game in the playoff game right. against the Buccaneers back in, in uh, January, in early January or mid-January. So uh, the Cowboys actually wrote a, won a road game, a road playoff game for the first time in three decades by beating Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. So it will be football season soon enough. But uh, we have to digress here. We've talked movies. We've talked uh, switch endings, surprise endings uh, <laughs> with different things, um, it, it, with movies. And by the, way, the uh, Fast and the Furious has has all of them beat. I think that they've made like nine or ten of those. The with Fast the and the Furious. They're up to like 17, I think, on the Fast yeah. and the Furious as well. Ridiculous. And we have confirmed it's Mission Impossible 7 that is out in theaters. The twins were looking into tickets, trying to get tickets and reserve tickets. It's a hot item because right now the movie comes out, I believe, next Wednesday nationwide. It may have already been out in some places this weekend. But nationwide, it comes out next week, and they're already looking at most theaters are already sold out to go see this. And again, you've never watched a single segment. Not a minute. Of it. Never but I actually it. saw the previews at, at Indiana Jones, and it looked pretty good, actually. <laughs> so I might actually go. You've got to catch up between now and next week <laughs> on Tom right. Cruise and all the stuff. He's always running. And every one of the Mission Impossibles, he's always sprinting and running to save the day as Ethan Hunt. Uh, good evening, Mr. Hunt. Uh, all right. So let's digress a little further with something that is tremendous nostalgia. I mean, not just sort of good nostalgia, tremendous nostalgia. Yes. It was 38 years ago this week that the Atlanta Braves and the New York Mets played arguably one of the craziest, most memorable regular season baseball games before that date, or even in the 38 years after. When, when you hear the sports cliche, and I'm sure the doctor is not guilty of this, this game has had everything. Uh, they, they are talking about this Mets-Braves game July 4th, 1985, the former Atlanta-Fulton County Stadium. Before they played at Ted Turner Field, and now what is that new one? You've, you've been in the truest park. truest park where the Braves play. Uh, the Braves with the best record in the National League, we might have mentioned this, playing the Tampa Bay Rays, the team with the best record in the American League, coming up this weekend in Tropicana. But the Braves currently play... Uh, truest park, but they used to play in Fulton County Stadium, the old launching pad with Dale Murphy and company. And the Braves, the Braves were nationally known. They were bad, but they were nationally known for being on TBS cable, including this game being on TBS cable. And to set the stage a little further, they had had 
tremendous rainstorm on the July 4th game. They had had anticipation of a sellout crowd at Fulton County Stadium to see the 85 Mets. Now, the Mets would go on to win the World Series in 86, but these are the Keith Hernandez, Daryl Strawberry, whom I leave it out, Lenny Dykstra, Doc Gooden, uh, Rick Aguilera, uh, Lenny Dykstra, uh, all of them, Wally Backman, Gary Carter. These are the New York Mets in 1985. Davey Johnson's the manager. They're playing the Braves July 4th. They're going to have the fireworks that night. Well, they had about a two-hour uh, rain delay before the game. So the game starts late and then they played a couple of innings and the rain comes in again and they still want to stick it out and play the game because there's a bunch of fans there. So they end up resuming like in the third inning. I'll, I'll get the exact inning that they resume, but it was way late. And then the stinking game goes beyond the ninth inning into extra innings and beyond the 10th inning, beyond the 12th inning, beyond the 14th inning. I mean, Jason, there's there's dramatic moment after dramatic moment in this game on July 4th, 1985, as the game went on and on. Again, it, it began around nine Eastern time. It had a rain delay after two and a third innings for another 41 minutes. Doc Gooden actually started the game, Jason Powerson. So the game, the game, a Tampa guy, on. by the way, Tampa, Tampa guy, by the yeah, way, we'll tie it all back to Tampa. Uh, Doc Gooden started the game. Uh, the game rocked on in the late innings with the Braves actually uh, leading five to three late in the game. Uh, before the game eventually got tied up, it, 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 uh, raced on into the eighth inning and Dale Murphy eventually gave the Braves an eight to seven lead with a basis clearing double. All of this happening right around midnight with a lot of fans still waiting for the fireworks. But eventually, the uh, the Mets would take the lead 10-8 to eight, uh, in the 13th inning of the game and look like they had won the game at 10-8 to eight before the Braves were able to tie it up uh, in, the, uh, in the bottom half of the uh, then 13th inning to tie the game at 10. And at that point in time, it was a two-out, two-run home run from Terry Harper that had tied the game at 10 through 13 innings. The game is now well past 1 a.m., well past 1.30 a.m. They play on into the 16th inning, the 17th inning, and eventually we come to this moment where the Atlanta Braves are leading 11-10. to They have scored in the top of the 18th. To lead this game at 11 to 10, it's after 2.30 in the morning local time in Atlanta. The Braves are down to their final out. They're down to their final strike with Rick Camp, the relief pitcher. They're out of pinch hitters. They're almost out of pitchers. Rick Camp is forced to bat, and he's one of the worst statistical hitters in the history of the National League. He barely could get a hit, do anything. He's a relief pitcher. So Rick Camp stepped to the plate. And the Braves broadcasters in those days were Skip Carey, Pete Van Weeren, Ernie Johnson Sr., the father of the current Ernie Johnson Jr., obviously, that you see everywhere on Turner Sports and all their coverage, and a guy named John Sterling, who they had hired out of the Northeast to come work Atlanta Braves games with them. So at this stage of the TV broadcast, John Sterling, the now Yankees, the Yankees, Yankees. win. He's on the play-by-play mic here for the Braves. Bottom of the 18th, the Braves are down one. Rick Camp, the pitcher, is at the plate. And on improbable, unlikely, that doesn't do this justice. Here's the way John Sterling called it on TBS at nearly 3 a.m. July 5th with the Braves trying to stay alive. It'll be an 0-2 pitch. 
And he is at the deep left. He goes back. It is gone. Holy cow. Oh, my goodness. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Rick Kim. Rick Kim. I don't believe it. Remember what I just said. If he hits a home run, that certifies this game as the wackiest, wildest, most improbable game in history. On an 0-2 pitch, Rick Kent hit it over the left center field wall. I don't believe it. If you only knew on the Braves, we kid Rick Kent about his hitting more than anything. Ernie. Nobody can believe it. Kent makes it 11-11, his first Major League homer. I mean, that is the most improbable act. Let's see it again, Ernie. We got to look at this another 50 times. <laughs> that goes heap. It's out of here. And it hit the football bleachers. I mean, if you told me that John Sterling's going to run for president and win, that wouldn't be any more improbable. And I got to tell Pretty remarkable what, what happened there at Fulton County Stadium in the wee hours of July 5th, Jason Powers. I probably, because that was right in my wheels. I was 13 years old, 12 years old. I probably was watching a portion of that game at some point that night I, and, on and TBS. Again, they, they were always on TBS, and I do remember watching part of that game, but it was on so stinking long. Right. And again, that retied the game at about 2.30 in the morning when he's calling that uh, as Rick Camp hit the home run to retie the game at that stage at 11-11. All right, they played on at the 19th. This game had so much. Keith Hernandez hit for the cycle in this game. Uh, by the way, home run, triple, double, single in the same game for Keith Hernandez, who's now the Mets broadcaster, but was part of that 86 championship team. He was the captain uh, of the team. Uh, again, Terry Harper, the only reason it got to Rick Camp, Terry Harper's two run, home run, two outs, two strikes in a previous extra inning in the 13th inning had retied the game yep. at two apiece. They played on to the point where the Mets were out of pitchers. And the next night, Ron Darling, the Mets analyst who's also nationally on Turner, Ron Darling was supposed to be the starting pitcher. Listen to this, Powers. They called the hotel in like the 15th inning because Darling wasn't at the game. He was trying to, you know, rest get some for rest. The next game. They call him at the hotel. We may need you. Get here and get in uniform. He's there. And Rick Darling, uh, uh, Ron Darling, excuse me, pitched the last couple of innings of this game. Uh, including the Mets scoring five more times off of Rick Camp because the Braves are out of pitchers in the top of the 19th. Wow. They now lead 16 to 11 going to the bottom of the 19th. The Braves put a couple of runs across, put runners <laughs> on, and Ron Darling is facing Rick Camp again. Oh. With Rick Camp <laughs> with a chance to tie the game again if he can hit another home run. And Darling struck him out to finally end the game. Uh, the Braves finally fall to the Mets in a 19-inning game, 16-13, to that is still the wildest July 4th game ever, if not the wildest regular season game ever for everything that went on. I mean, this game had Davey Johnson and Daryl Strawberry ejected in the 13th inning of the game when Strawberry was arguing balls and strikes, and Terry Tate of the famous uh, National League umpire told Daryl Strawberry, and I quote, there are no such things as taken balls at 3.30 in the morning. And so he <laughs> threw him out for arguing a strike versus ball call. Like, stop taking pitches and swing the bat. 
This game had amazing moment after amazing moment, including that one, Jason Powers. The other long-term game that I remember growing up, 1987, I believe, hockey, the Islanders and the Capitals in like six overtimes in game seven, Pat LaFontaine yes. wins it for the Islanders. I remember watching every bit of that one. I was up. I watching. was an Islanders fan at the time. And before that's the lightning and all that game. stuff. That's a playoff game. It was not yes. an elimination game. And I'll tell you this: it was Easter Sunday morning, early with the Easter Bunny, when that finally ended at like three o'clock in the morning, in like yep. five or six overtimes before yep. the Islanders and the Capitals. But uh, Numchuk, how did we do? Nice job with the play-by-play goal there from uh, from John Sterling. Thumbs up there on my God, what a regular season game uh, to be played. At what at point does the At what point does the Reeves clan pull the plug and say we're out of here? Well, and that's the amazing thing is that you see that clip. There were about five thousand to seven thousand yes. fans that stayed. It was not full. But they stayed for the entire ordeal of the rain delay starting at 7 Eastern time and stayed some eight hours until the conclusion. And then here's the other thing. They started firing off the fireworks at the end of the game. And the 911 calls to Atlanta (laughs) Emergency Services and the Atlanta police from the people in and around downtown Atlanta and Fulton County Stadium that thought they were under attack. Yeah. That it was like a, a foreign country <laughs> bombing downtown Atlanta at 3 a.m. Because, again, it's no longer July 4th. Yep. But they shot the fireworks off after this incredible 19-inning game that finished 16-13. to 13. I mean, the the extra innings alone, the extra innings in actual game time took over three and a half hours to play. It is still it is still to date, 38 years later, the longest game in Major League Baseball history because of all of the scoring. I believe the official game time was like six and a half hours with the rain delays, six and a half hours to play the 19 innings and the Mets won it. But that Rick Camp moment forever etched. I mean, for many years, I would do the National Fox Sports Radio uh, July 4th show, and I would talk about this game, and I would put guests on about yeah. this game uh, and have callers that had reminisced. A few times callers called in and reminisced watching it on TBS, and a couple times callers in Atlanta had no, been at the don't. game. Crazy for the Braves on TBS and the New York Mets. So as we close out the show, we've only got a couple of moments left. That is some serious history going back to 1985 and July 4th in Major League Baseball. Uh, and we also the- had back in 83, wasn't it? Dave Rigetti for the Yankees throws a no hitter on the July, on July, July 4th. 4th. That is correct. Yep. Lou Gehrig very, Lou Gehrig very famously announced to the world that he was retiring forever yep. because of the disease he had. They didn't know what it was, but right. it was killing him. It became right. known as Lou Gehrig's disease. He announced it on July 4th at, at old Yankee Stadium uh, that day. And then you have the Braves and the Mets. Fast forward to 1985 with that crazy July 4th. Now that's Joe Torre uh, as the manager, correct? That is correct. Or is that Joe Bobby Tor- Cox? I believe it was still Joe Torre, 1980. It may not have been. It may have been Bobby Cox. Early stages. Let me uh, let me double check here on the recap that I have. Again, Darling was called at the hotel. I'm looking to see if it was. It was Bobby Cox at that point. He would replace Joe Torre as the manager of the Atlanta Braves. What a scene at Fulton County Stadium, including the fireworks going off 
at uh, three o'clock in the morning. All right, we're all but done here. Final couple of moments of the show. What else do we have? We have Victor Wimbanyama debuting in Las Vegas tomorrow night, right in the summer. Correct. Uh, for that, that's upcoming. We mentioned the Braves and the Mets for this weekend. Are you an all-star game guy? Are you going to be watching the all-star game? Or are you more of the home Absolutely. run derby guy? I, no, no, I don't, I don't get so much into the home run derby anymore. Although there'll be a Tampa Bay Ray in it, Randy, a Rose arena, but the all-star game still interests me. Uh, and it is upcoming on Tuesday night, right? Seattle uh, in Seattle where the Rays just were. So that's uh that's interesting where the uh, the Mariners took two of three from the Rays. We'll see if the Rays can snap out of it. But the Rays will have several players in the All-Star game. Their outstanding pitcher, Shane McClanahan, can't pitch. Got an injured back. He's on the injured list. He did get named to the All-Star team, but uh, not eligible to to play in that one. So, yeah, I'm in. What about you? You're into it for the baseball All-Star game? It's going to be tough. Always- Tough this year, because tough this year because you got you got uh, McClanahan's not in it, Otani's out, Trout's out, Clayton Kershaw's out. So a lot of the star powers out of the game makes it harder to as the average Joe fan to watch the game, in my opinion. Well, I do know this: it's the most realistic of a of an actual game of any of the All Star games. The NBA All Star games become yep. a joke. They've done away with the Pro Bowl because it, right. it's not football. The National Hockey League has tried to do gimmick things because it's right. not a hockey game. There's no hitting. There's no defense. The goalies are basically. Def- defenseless uh having to go against all the scorers at least baseball has pitching it has strikeouts it has defense so it's the most realistic of any of the all-star games uh coming on tuesday so we look forward to seeing what's going to happen in that one listen uh jason powers great job thank you for hanging with me as my wingman as always here the powers on sports podcast get it wherever you get on on podcast jpo sports to follow him Thank you, Jason Powers, for hanging out here with me. Anytime. Thank you. Thank you, Numb Chuck, for taking care of us and keep the the hamsters with the power on, please. (laughs) Station on with the power. Paul Stewart also joined us. uh, Buckpower.com is where you find him. And the Dr. T.C. Martin is calling the Aces and the Dallas Wings on Friday night from the Lone Star State. For now, we are done. We are good here on this edition of the T.C. Martin Show. Follow the show. uh, T.C. Martin 21 to follow him. Follow it on T.C. Martin. Uh, show.com, archives of the show, etc. The great interviews, all of his articles, tcmartinshow.com. With that, we're good. Brother Powers, have a good rest of the week. And TC Martin Show audience from the Westgate, Marco and company are there tomorrow, 2 to 4 Pacific on the TC Martin Show. Uh, for everybody, I'm merely TJ Reeves. Thank you, Nunchuck. Great stuff on the TC Martin Show. Thank you.